0: Hey everyone and welcome to the House Conspiracy podcast, a show about the house and on the house. I'm Jonathan O'Brien and I'm the founding creative director at House Conspiracy. Today I'm talking to Chloe Jane Hamilton, House Conspiracy's first ever resident dancer and choreographer, in an interview where I sort of show off how little I know about dance and Chloe shows off how much she does know um but anyway here's some regular housekeeping uh you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts but if you're listening you've probably already done that so here's the best thing you can do for us now just tell one friend about the house conspiracy podcast send them a link and tell them how they can join over 600 regular listeners in engaging with the thoughts feelings and processes of brisbane-based emerging artists i think what we're doing is really valuable and if you could help spread that value around it'd mean the world now onto the show house conspiracy studio studio three and she's using it as a dance studio as a domestic creative space she's engaged with the story of the house one which we should probably get around to telling on this podcast sooner rather than later and she's using the space she's in to speak to elements of her personality which she's expressing through movement on the walls, there are sketches with words attached to them. In one, labelled carefree optimism, joyful arms fly almost off the page. And in another, insincere disclosure, those same arms are posturing in a way that's almost guarded, pushing an invisible other person away. This is part of the choreographic process that Chloe has devised, which she speaks on later in this podcast, and which she's using to break out and into her own practice for the first time. On the back of her door, she has a posterized screenshot from one of the videos she's captured in the space. She's standing in the studio doorway, arms bracing her against either side of the frame, one of her legs ticked up so her calf is parallel with the floor and her silhouette looking down. The charcoal word reads, contentment. Now, here's Chloe Jane Hamble. Uh, 90-year-old Queenslanders, how have you found your your time here?
1: Really lovely. I've really enjoyed being in somewhere so special because it's kind of holding its ground and, you know, it's still here and it's nice to be part of somewhere that's got beautiful architecture. It's not a concrete cement floor or it's a plank studio, which is normally what I would go into Mm. because normally dance studios are just a mirror, floor, dead, soulless, and it's been so nice to have a kind of warm space to be into. I felt like my movement's been different because I've had something to respond to. And that was the whole reason why I wanted to come here. Mm. Because, yeah, I wanted to feel like I was impacted by where I was rather than I go into a place, I do what I always do, and then I leave. Kind of have no connection to what you've done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, rather than it being sort of a pure utilitarian space, it's sort of got a character. Because I've noticed that sort of on your wall, you've got stuff that sort of says... Things like holding your ground, yeah. like the, that's sort of, you're sort of, th- sort of thematically speaking to that. Yeah. Was that happening before you got here, or was that does that come completely out?
1: Yeah, of Yeah, it came completely out of being here because hearing the story that Elizabeth told us on the first night mm-hmm. made me go, "Wow, this space is really special, and it's it's held its ground. It stopped those developers from getting rid of it." So I felt like my movement wanted to kind of show that story. Yeah, right, yeah. right.
0: So, but that speaks. Does that speak to you on a personal level as? as well definitely sort of philosophically
1: yeah it does because often you get told what to do with your movement and i feel like i'm like stuff it i'm doing what i want to do and i'm holding my ground doing whatever i want to do yeah right yeah um
0: so what do you do with your movement
1: what I, yeah so what do you do with it i don't know i'm kind of figuring that out because i've trained in dance my whole life mm-hmm. i've kind of always just you know done ballet exams done contemporary exams performed other people's work And I've experimented with bits and pieces of my own, so it's nice to see how I can develop movement that says something about myself. Mm -hmm. So kind of figuring that out. So is this is this
0: the first time you've sort of been developing movement that's purely personal?
1: Yeah, outside of assessment, Mm I've performed, I've created a group piece before, but that wasn't about me; it was about others. So yeah, this is the first time completely alone.
0: Yeah, and and you're not sort of speaking to any criteria now, either, right? So you graduated last year, or did you graduate year before? Yeah, I
1: graduated in. December Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and so now you are in the big bad world yeah making dance on your own there was a lot in your um, application about really sort of focusing on dance as art do you find that there's a certain barrier to people sort of considering dance to be art?
1: yeah definitely I think they see it as a very niche thing that Mm -hmm. it holds its own ground and doesn't kind of spread across other art fields which I think it should Mm. It shouldn't just stand alone, especially in the study environment because we just focus on ballet and contemporary and you're in your little bubble and you're not working with musicians and other artists. So I think that we need to expand that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, speaking on that further, there's a lot of sort of movement-based theatre. Yeah. Does that? What's the difference between, say, movement-based theatre and dance? Is there one? Is it all sort of constructed, the difference? or what Yeah, do you think?
1: it depends. I think theatre is normally about... Um, projecting an intention or a storyline mm-hmm. whereas dance doesn't always do that it can just be movement for movement's sake and doesn't have a meaning behind it and theater does so I guess mm-hmm. that's where the difference is and the training behind what people do
0: you say movement for movement's sake are you saying that in a sort of like a, a, d- a dismissive way or is movement for movement's sake s- Still beautiful, or yeah, it
1: can be still really beautiful, but I feel like intention is a really important thing that we sometimes forget about. We get so focused on how high your leg is, if your arms in the right angle, but what does that really convey to the audience? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it becomes sort of about repeating a dance that's well known, like yeah. Swan Lake or something. See, that's that's probably the one, yeah. dance yeah,
1: yeah, that, yeah. I,
0: that I know, yeah, um, rather than sort of thinking about character or intention, yeah, is that. Is that in the way it's taught? Is that in... What are people who are going to dance? Because I'm not one of those people who goes to sort of things like Supercell Dance Festival that started this year. Not not because I don't like it, but just because it just hasn't really crossed my mind. What is it that, that people who are going to dance... What are they looking for? Are they looking for more of the intention stuff? And is... Is it a problem that that's not being taught so much?
1: Yeah, I think it depends. I think there's a very particular dance audience who go to a performance going, I want to see all these things. I want to see this kind of movement. I want to see this. And they feel reassured. But I feel like Brisbane needs to get spend it out. Other people can be interested in dance. So we need to open up what we're showing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for the same people every time going to watch it.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, how? <laughs> how? how? How will that be done?
1: Well, I guess yeah, changing the way it's presented so it's not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of incorporating parts of life that everyone can associate with, not just with a niche thing. So I guess themes that are more common to everybody rather than old ballets that have, you know, had their day. Things that are more open and current.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. Are there are there a lot of people still working in choreography who are hugely relevant? Like is yeah. there are there people who are breaking into quote unquote the contemporary mainstream sort of yeah program.
1: definitely companies like dance north are really kind mm-hmm. of opening up how they perform at adt they're changing what they they've always kind of been adapting with their process and kind of yeah opening it out to more general people which is really having a good effect for them yeah are dance yeah.
0: north brisbane based or they're from townsville from townsville oh yeah. wow yeah there you go yeah they tour up
1: they do because they've, they've recently changed the artistic director and so mm-hmm. the company's had this whole new relaunch and it's just become this beautiful thing that's yeah really showing what art can be not just specific dance
0: mm-hmm. yeah and um, so your process sort of um, revolves around actually no before getting to your process you let's let's go back to you and let's talk more yeah. about sort of the dance context in yeah. your life yeah. you said you've been dancing all your life so did you start dancing at what age I was six whoa yeah. okay and what sort, of, what sort of dance did you start with? What sort of dances, uh, dance styles have you moved through?
1: Yeah. I started when I was six, so I was like, mom, I want ballet. I just want ballet class, nothing <laughs> else. So I've done that since then. And I've done jazz. And then when I was about 12, I started doing contemporary. And then I just was like, this is it. Contemporary is my style. And so <laughs> I've continued with ballet along the way to keep that technique behind the dance
0: yeah yeah okay so you keep ballet for the technique D- define contemporary dance know the word contemporary gets thrown around in art a lot yeah. doesn't mean a lot no <laughs> um i'm in the middle of an essay book called uh what is contemporary and none of the essays agree um so what's contemporary dance what defines it and what what makes it separate to something like ballet which is more technique based. yeah
1: i think contemporary dance takes all the benefits of all that strength and structure and then uses it to project an intention and a meaning mm-hmm. rather than just simply lines. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. so it's so it's so it's taking it's taking dance and is it is it narrative based? Does it have to be, or is it just sort of emotive?
1: Well like, yeah, it can be or it can be conceptual. So you might be exploring how the body can represent something really bizarre. Like you've got glass bottles in a room and you're moving in between them. Mm-hmm. So just pushing what the body can represent.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay, so what um what is what is a contemporary dance piece that sits particularly close to your heart?
1: Um, particularly close to my heart, uh, a solo that I saw uh, a couple of years ago, um, by Kylie, in Lee Warren Dance Company in Sydney and Adelaide. Mm-hmm. It was called The Dying Swan. It was a solo worked choreographed by Daniel Jaber, and she performed it in a round. The seating was in a round circle, just in a studio, mm-hmm. and it was like a half an hour long solo, and it was just her outpouring her own kind of emotions through a bit of a journey. The Dying Swan is a um, ballet piece from a very long time ago and so she took that and adapted it with Daniel Jaber into something quite beautiful.
0: Okay, so it used to be a ballet piece. Was it a solo ballet piece then or did yeah, she... Yeah,
1: it was. So it's just this lady boring on point. So it just... Did it with her point. She was moving her arms like a swan. And so she took that kind of trapped feeling of emotions and then took that and expressed it in contemporary dance.
0: And was that quite intense to see
1: yeah it was because at one point she ends up on top of the audience because they're right there sitting in mm-hmm. the studio with her so it kind of crosses the barrier of a regular performance that's why it was so special to see
0: mm. so yeah. do you feel I think there's a lot of a movement sort of in a away from sort of one-way communications sort yeah. of moving towards like interactive experiences I think we're seeing that particularly sort of as mobile phones, as video games, you know, online video games, yeah. mobile phones, everything sort of is about the moment, the liminal moment of connection. Is that l- limited in dance because of sort of how choreographed movements have to be? Or is that part of what you see contemporaryity possibly opening up is the idea of sort of interactions between Yeah, people?
1: definitely. I think that's where, yeah, it can continue to develop. Companies are starting to push and different groups are pushing that, and I find that really interesting. Rather than just dancer on stage, audience sits, watches, there's no, that connection is important. Keeps people engaged. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess occupying like the same sort of democratic space.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the whole idea of site-specific performance, Mm -hmm. that space dictates how you'll perform, and you could only do it there. There's something special about that, rather than it's just any old stage where you do the same thing you always do.
0: Well speaking of site specific you were involved in anywhere first yeah. so what was the show tell us about I the performed
1: process. in um, Cameron Cliffs um, straight Until morning mm-hmm. it was produced by Ruckus and yeah we took over the top stairs top level of the foundry mm-hmm. the regular bar and it was like the band sleepover room with like bunk beds and offices and we took an adaptation of the Peter Pan story and it turned in, into a mental asylum yeah so wow. I, yeah so i played the part of tink Mm-hmm. And so we had a group of audience members that arrived at the foundry and they were completely emerged in what we were doing. So I had to greet them and then guide them through this stairway and lead them up into these rooms. Um, so it was quite, the audience were just right there on top of you, which was really nice. Kind of get right up in their faces and really push what you can do in a performance, which was really cool.
0: So when you're greeting someone as a dancer, yeah, <laughs> do you, do you, do you Dance at them, or do you sort of have to restrain yourself until there's space between you and the audience? Or, like, what's what's the relationship there like?
1: Well, I kind of wanted to see how far I could push it. I guess it was a little bit more gestural, so more arm movement, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, I'm going to jump and run around and be crazy. So more kind of arms, but then kind of weaving around where the people were moving. Mm-hmm. So kind of adjusting as I went, not setting it in stone, but just kind of moving with where they were.
0: Because there's there's a certain, like, sort of power dynamic there right because do, do you when you dance or maybe this depends and i'd be interested to sort of hear how this might shift when when do you choose to move around the audience and when do you choose to force the audience to move
1: yeah well it, it kind of the storyline helped me decide what to do so mm-hmm. I, we went through a you know scenes of different things like a regular play so that at this point in the story i would be doing a certain thing so i would push the audience members um, or another part I might want to weave because that was part of it. Another part I actually got them to block the hallway to prevent another character from coming through. So lots of different things.
0: Yeah, cool. So so you're playing games.
1: Right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much.
0: It's interesting. I hear that sort of thing. What is what is the difference between um, contemporary theatre, uh, contemporary movement based theatre, and contemporary dance? Is there a difference? Is it just in the sort of emphasis and the way people are trained? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it depends, it kind of crosses over. I guess it's just the way you look at it, because often dancers would be scared to go outside of the safe environment, because as dancers we find it safe to all be together, we all understand each other, Mm -hmm. and we all understand how we worked. So when you mix in with people who are theatre-based and they've got slightly different background, often we can freak out, because the space is not a controlled environment. But technically what you're doing can be the same thing, it's just a different space with different people.
0: Were the people involved in Peter Pan then? Were they theatre people? Yeah. And so, what's has it been a process for you? This is the question I was going to ask. Uh, <coughs> has there been a process for you to come to terms with that? Come to terms with the idea of being able to go into the theatre, the, uh, the theatre audience, and or, yeah. or the dance audience and interact with them? Like, what's that process been like for you? Have you had to break out of? sort of the rules you've been told since you were six when you started. Yeah, a
1: little bit. I think you could kind of choose what to keep and what to take away. And I found that so liberating that I could decide how I wanted to do that. I wasn't going to be told you must do this. I could decide. So I found that really lovely.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Do you think most dancers want to do new things? Like, Do you think there's a hunger in both those performing and those seeing dance for new things definitely
1: definitely i think we can think we can all push the boundaries of what it can be defined but so many people get a little bit scared of of pushing that but i think yeah lots want to see what we can do
0: Hmm. and so in terms of site-specific stuff do you i guess you're working in the house and working in the house is a hugely sort of site-specific place but you've performed sort of all around the world vaguely you've performed in beijing and whatnot what's how does the, and you performed in Canberra as well, yeah. um, and sort of around Australia, I yeah. assume. Um, what are the differences between theatre audiences, uh, not theatre audiences, dance audiences from place to place?
1: Um, yeah, it's different. I guess being from Brisbane, um, when you perform here, it's different because you're like, everybody knows you and they, you know, know where you've come from. And I find when you perform somewhere else, for people who do, don't know, it's kind of a nice feeling because it's a new audience. Um, and they don't know your story so they just see what you're performing and not your whole history just that moment in time and so when i performed for a theater audience for anywhere it was also really lovely because no one knew me Mm -hmm. um wildly and what i'd done before so they just focused on that performance rather than my whole history of what i'd done
0: does that does that happen a lot like you get focused on as you as a person rather than as a character in dance
1: yeah sometimes i guess yeah, because I've always been here, people, yeah, focus on your whole past rather than just that moment. Mm-hmm. But I like it when it's just about that particular performance. Yeah, yeah. the
0: particular sort of breaking out and being... When... Actually, no, there's that, that's an interesting question. When you're dancing, because I don't know anything about <laughs> dance, and we've never had a dancer at House yeah. Conspiracy, you're our, you're our, our inaugural dancer. <laughs> um, when, when you're dancing, are you playing a character or are you yourself? Uh, or are you a body? Like, what is it?
1: I guess it depends on what I'm doing. Here, I've decided to not be a character. It's completely just about my expression and body lines and movement. But for other aspects of performances I've done, I'm a character and I've become something that you wouldn't normally be in your regular life, which is also really exciting. Because I wouldn't normally be super flirty, super crazy, or I might not be a fairy. So you can really embody that character. And then other performances, it's nice where you can just be about the movement and yourself. So different mm-hmm. things.
0: Mm-hmm. And the latter, the one where you're sort of just the movement, is that particularly in sort of group pieces where the idea is sort of you're a part of a whole.
1: Definitely, yeah. When it's about yeah precision and line work as a group, yeah, it's just about bodies moving together, which is nice as well.
0: Yeah, it, I mean it creates a sense of awe, right? When you yeah. see when you see it done absolutely perfectly. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Um, because of course yeah you get things like god there was that left shark meme the Katy perry never mind we're not going to talk <laughs> about memes on this podcast <laughs> um, uh so you uh you are uh, working here on your own thing and i want to come back to what you're working on here now yeah. um you're working on sort of the, ha- the idea that the house is a thing that's standing its ground yeah. and you as a person standing your ground. What sort of, what sort of um, experiences in your life do you, do you draw on and, and why is sort of dance and movement the best way for you to g- express them and to get them out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just have always found so much joy in moving. Mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, my mind was just completely at ease. It's just this crazy kind of feeling that comes over me when I'm dancing and it's like this moment of just pure joy. So I've always craved that for some reason. I've always, you know, found art so interesting and loved it, but found that, yeah, for some reason, dance was just the way that I felt most free to express myself. Yeah.
0: Is it about joy for you? Is it is is it is it always about joy?
1: Well, you always it isn't. Sometimes you get caught up in all the rules and all the I must do this and I've got to look great and all those things. But at the moment, I've been trying to bring it back to why am I doing this? Because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to find that essence of this actually just makes me feel good about myself. I need yeah. to keep on to that.
0: So the, the, the things that you're expressing then, um, are they all joyful emotions? The sort of things that you're playing with while you're in this
1: space? No, they're not. Um, I've been kind of playing with, yeah, more kind of deeper thoughts about stuff. Like some of the ones I was coming up with was like guarded submission. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're guarding yourself, but then you're kind of open at the same time, which I guess is kind of representative of my own personality. Um hmm. Yeah.
0: But so is there a tension there then between and how do you navigate it and what does it mean for you when you're navigating sort of this complexity where dancing brings you joy and you love it more than anything, but you're using it as an outlet for things that maybe aren't so joyful or that are honest and painful. Like what's, what's that like? What's, how do you navigate that?
1: Yeah, it's challenging, but I feel like um, I can express my true feelings at that time. So if I'm not... Yeah, so like you go through different feelings of the day. Um, Dance is just the way that I can just be completely honest with myself. And that makes me happy because I've been honest with what I'm feeling. So they might not be happy emotions, but they're honest feelings. So that kind of leaves you feeling like you're in the right place. that makes sense?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a catharsis. A little bit. And um, does... Is dancing your, your whole... Because ex- I know for me, like, exercise is an amazing sort of like, yeah. joyful thing. Like, yeah. I, that's why I cycle everywhere. Do, do you have other exercise routines, or is dance also a utilitarian thing? Like, it's also your exercise. It's your joy. It's your expression. Like-
1: yeah, pretty much. Um, I just, yeah, anything that I do outside of it would be to make myself stronger in dance. So I might do yoga because it will make me more flexible for mm-hmm. dance. But it always comes back to that. Um. yeah
0: yeah cool do you have other hobbies?
1: do I have other hobbies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do I, I enjoy like going to the beach and just being mm. kind of in a natural environment Um, I enjoy just spending time in the city and just general kind of life stuff um, music is something that I've really come into finding an interest at the moment just going to different gigs and seeing local artists mm. yeah
0: do you have do you, is, is that partially because you have an interest in sort of incorporating or collaborating with musicians to devise sort of pieces? Like definitely,
1: words. definitely. Because, yeah, if I'm at a performance, I'm thinking, of, oh, how could I use this music in my own stuff? So, yeah.
0: Mm. And what sort of music do you tend to use? Well, Are you I, using music at the moment for your house conspiracy well, or sort of silently? I've been,
1: yeah, I've, normally music is the first thing that I go for, so I've tried to fight against myself, mm. not do that and bring in music later. I'm going to use Sonny's music, The Other Resident, Yeah. for my film. Oh, yeah, um, wow. Hey, yeah, cool. yeah. Collaboration's <laughs> Yeah. On. Um, but no, I've just completely focused on the house and taken music out for a while because mm-hmm. that's normally my first thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think, like, uh, aside from sort of when I've been away, I think I've, I've come in the house occasionally and you've just been in there, like, House is silent. There are <laughs> occasional sort of soft footsteps, and I'm like, do I do I say
1: hi? Do I do I, do I, do
0: yeah. I interrupt you, or do I just sort of uh, let you do your thing? And usually I, I yell hello, and if I don't get a hello back, then I know you're in the zone because it's yeah. interesting, sort of. It's almost like tai chi. Watching you, watching, well, or like the little glimpses, not watching you. That sounds (laughs) horribly creepy. (laughs) No. Um, But uh, yeah, it's almost like a sort of like a silent, like it's almost, is it meditative
1: for you? Definitely. Yeah. Your brain goes into a different mode than it would in normal life. You just, everything kind of goes out of focus and just completely in that moment. So yeah, very tighty, I guess.
0: Mm. So actually there's a question. So when you're devising dance silently, Mm. Because when when you're dancing to music, um, if you were devising sort of on the spot, you'd be moving from beat to beat, right? And you'd be using the the sort of writing the beat, quote, unquote. Um, When you're doing it silently, what's governing your next move?
1: I guess kind of impulses within my own body. So you've kind of, you end up in a position and it's like, how do I get to the next thing? So whatever kind of naturally just occurs. And I guess Mm. a lot of breath as well.
0: Breath, okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, my breath would dictate the way I would move.
0: So you're really, like, having to pay attention to yourself. Yeah. As you move. Um, you said, like, moving from the one thing to the next is sort of dictated by breath and whatnot. But how do you know what's next? Like, where does that impulse come from? Yeah. It's, do you know? Yeah, you it feel? depends.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I think, oh, I, want, I can picture what I want it to look like. So I'll kind of try to create that. Or just completely go with what feels like naturally should occur next
0: mm-hmm. yeah and um cool and then you're you're capturing these poses all on cameras um and then turning them into sort of sketches like yeah. the sort of crude sketches of your of the line work yeah which you keep mentioning like sort of the dancing particularly in terms of like old style ballet is about line work yeah which is a really interesting sort of artistic sort of way of framing it could you talk a bit about your process of transforming sort of 3d dance movement yeah into 2d into 2d yeah yeah just yeah. talk about that. why you're doing that that sort of thing
1: yeah i've just i wanted to do it because i wanted to find the true essence of the movement and what it was trying to say so i started by just kind of improvising in the space um with different kind of moods of what i was feeling capturing that and then i would go through the footage and go wait i'll pause it here this looks like an interesting pose and then i take a photograph of that i ended up with a big bank of images and then really went through them and thought is that saying anything is that showing any kind of emotion i selected some of those edited them on like a kind of ipad photo program Mm -hmm. to get just the line work yeah to see if that looked like it meant anything and if i felt like it kind of said something i decided i'm going to try that and see if i can draw it and i found the process of drawing quite liberating because i've always thought I suck at drawing, but having something to trace gave me a clear guide. And by this time I'd ended up with a sketch. I looked at it again to see, does this hold some kind of intention that I originally had? If it didn't, I scrapped it. Mm -hmm. And then I I ended up with kind of nine sketches that I'd done and thought, wow, these all say different things. Um, So from there I've attached words that I felt associated with those particular images to give them a very clear um, intention. Um, so then I could redevelop those back into movement again. So those okay. words that I came up with with those particular sketches have then devised my final movement.
0: Right, so it's almost two movement pieces with the, the middle ground being the two dimensions. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a mana- molecular gastronomy kind of idea. Like when you know, you're cooking, you've got an apple and you do all these things to the apple, but then you've got an apple at the end again. So I'm trying to see if my movement is different from what it initially was by doing all these processes to it. And if it looks like I've developed something different, but technically yeah, it's stands again.
0: Can you speak a, a little bit on molecular gastronomy? Yeah. I saw you sent me, you sent me a, <laughs> an email with that in it. And I've just, you've just reminded me that I have no idea what the heck that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: well, it's just like cooking. Yeah. Like you take like a potato and they, you know, boil it and they mm. stir it and they do all these things with it. And they end up with a dish at the end when you're cooking, but technically it's still that same ingredient but you've done all these things to it. So is it better at the end or is it better off just the way it was at the start?
0: So, right. Yeah. So it's like, it's the idea that as much as you transform something, it is still the thing itself.
1: Yeah. But is it better by doing all those processes to it?
0: Mm. Yeah. I see. I understand. Okay. Yeah. And um, how are you finding it?
1: <laughs> really, really wonderful. Kind of um, nice to have something so clear to focus on by myself and kind of like, oh, this is a way that I can approach creating movement in the future, which is nice.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, multi-step. Multi-step processes have been sort of a, a recurring thing with with artists here. Sort of the yeah. idea of taking something and then alienating it from itself, yeah, and then bringing it back to be a complete work. I think is a is a really really cool and interesting way, especially if you're creating on your own.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because it allows you to. Accidentally discover things, yeah. which is sometimes difficult, particularly in a short period of time, like yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Um, on your door here, yeah, I keep looking at this <laughs> this quote. Um, it's F. Scott Fitzgerald, one of one of my favorite authors. Yeah. I assume one of yeah, your favorite authors, definitely. Um, and it's "I was within and without," which I believe is from Gatsby.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Um, why is that on your door?
1: Well, I feel like it's the perfect description for a dance movement because when you're dancing, you're within because you're in that moment you're dancing. But then you're also, at the same time, analysing whether or not what you're currently doing is good enough, if it's right. So you're within and without.
0: Right. You're both watching yourself and being watched. Yes. And that's, I guess, particularly true for you, given that you're filming yourself. Yeah, definitely. At all times. Definitely. Um, And then you've got House In Emotion.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my working title Mm -hmm. for what I've created. Because my final product, To Leave Here, is a layered image of all my um, sketches. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it's house in motion, but it's come from emotions. So Gotcha, yeah.
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, now, your life beyond dance is also dance. You teach dancing.
1: Yeah, right? I you, do. You
0: teach all sorts of year levels. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm always fascinated about this because it seems to me that, like, there's this huge tradition. I mean, it's clearly a tradition of artists becoming teachers and continuing to teach art and sort of continuing a cycle. And I think that's really important. It's one of the the best and only ways for artists to really sustain their practice is becoming a teacher. Um, When did you first start teaching dance and how have you found it?
1: I really enjoy it. I started, I've always helped um, with teaching since I was a young, like teenager with Mm -hmm. different classes. But I started teaching by myself, first year uni actually. Yeah, cool. Um, I just felt like, yeah, I wanted to kind of test what I could do with students, and that was with contemporary dance. Um, yeah, it just kind of really clarifies yourself because in order to be able to teach something, you have to understand it so much. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, they say um, if you want if you want to know about something, teach it. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, definitely. Have you
0: found that Have yeah. you found that you learn things from your students? Have you found that you see things that they do or ways that they interpret what you say? that enlightens the thing itself
1: definitely there's so much you can learn from kids because just watching their reaction just yeah tells you so much
0: what have you learned from kids
1: i don't know that oh, they just everyone thinks i can see that every single student thinks so differently and i find that exciting that everyone's brain doesn't work the same way so you've got to figure out different ways to explain the same thing um so yeah processes work differently so you can kind of learn that from each other
0: yeah cool because it's, yeah, it's, it's always interesting, especially, like, different age groups, to yeah. me, interest me. Which age group is your favourite to teach, and why?
1: Um, I find teenagers the best to teach, um, because, I think maybe because I'm closer in age, but mm-hmm. also they're at a point where they've decided to dance, and they're a teenager, so that's something they could give up. It's not just a hobby anymore, so it's a passion for them. So, because it's a passion, I feel like I just want to put all of what I've learned into that and it's kind of quite a nice shared experience
0: so for young kids do you sometimes feel like maybe you're you're teaching kids who don't necessarily 100% want to be there yeah and is that kind of is that tough for you is it does it feel like a a lost cause does it feel like what's the feeling for you when you're teaching someone who you know doesn't really want to be taught by you yeah
1: it's hard but I guess to try to make it an experience that they want Mm. um yeah, it's a, quite a challenging experience because you don't want to push someone who doesn't want to be there because they don't have to be. But yeah, it's a challenge.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, it's super tough. It's yeah, super duper tough because kids are stubborn. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with them. I mean, I remember I was a stubborn kid. Were you a stubborn kid?
1: Um, probably quietly stubborn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'll teach? Is teaching a passion for you or is it sort of a utilitarian way to, to dance and make money from dancing um, in a regular way?
1: Yeah, teaching teenagers is definitely a passion for me. I also teach little babies dance, which mm-hmm. is so lovely. But, yeah, it's more just a kind of a process thing. Like, yeah, I need to go to work and it's good, but I find so much value out of teaching older kids.
0: So you imagine you'll continue? Definitely. Yeah, right. And you'll continue, I suppose... Um, I guess, would you call what you're doing here choreography, even though it's sort of a, a, a different process?
1: Yeah, I would. It's just something I've always struggled with saying that I can do. I felt like I'm just a dancer who just has ideas. But yeah, I feel like I'm figuring out how I can choreograph.
0: What do you think is the difference between a choreographer and a dancer with ideas?
1: Um, I don't know, I guess just more defined in what you're trying to do rather than just mucking around.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you feel like are you using this process, this residency to sort of work out what your what your ideas, how to sort of get your ideas into a congruent form? Definitely. Put yeah. It out. I'm excited to see it. Yeah,
1: well, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's uh, the um, private showcase is about a week and a half away, the small open studio. Yeah. Are you feeling ready? Are you feeling yeah. on, on schedule?
1: Yeah, I do, which is a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, and I'm also excited because I'm not going to perform live this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to just be able to just enjoy the experience of sharing um, and feeling like I've got a product to share rather than, oh my God, can I deliver on the night kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Will you be within and without then or will you be something else?
1: I suppose I will be within and without because, yeah, people are viewing what I've done. But then I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: You'll still be watching people watch you yeah but it just won't be the current you it'll be your sketches and it'll be your video yeah definitely mm. i'm excited to see it
1: oh i'm glad i'm excited to share what i've done
0: hey um what are you uh as we sort of close out um can people find you people can't find you online anywhere but what are you going to do next what what's next after that yeah. i'm not residency? sure
1: um i definitely want to do more of creating so I'm not sure where that's going to take me, and I'm kind of excited to just see what happens.
0: Rad. Right. Are you looking at sort of uh, doing any sort of group shows or, or anything, like any,
1: um, joining
0: any, going with any ensembles or anything, or just going to be doing your own thing for a little while?
1: I think, yeah, just doing my own thing for a little while. It's
0: exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Hey, thanks so much for sitting down and yeah. talking. Well, thank you. Um, and can't wait to see what you put out.
1: Thank you. It's been lovely.
0: Thanks for listening to the House Conspiracy podcast recorded at House Conspiracy and produced by me, Jonathan O'Brien, and Tyler William Morrison. If you have feedback or you want to say hi, if there's something you'd like to see us do, you can email us at house at houseconspiracy.org and you can email me directly about ideas for future podcasts at jonathan at houseconspiracy.org. You can also support us by becoming a member or by donating to us at houseconspiracy.org donate. See you next time.